Uh, thank you, Dr. Chitwood. It's great to have you this morning. I appreciate you being here with us today. Well, I'm pleased to be with you and so grateful, uh, Sam, for you and your leadership at the church. Thankful for your leadership on our board and the way you serve uh, well there, and the way you've kept your ministry focused on the Great Commission. And great to be with the uh, good brothers and sisters in your congregation today. Yes, yes. I know it's been um, um, an incredible couple of years um, with with just work that's being done uh, with the International Mission Board, not only here in the States with the giving and the going, but internationally. And we'll, we'll get to hear a little bit about that today. But just getting started here, Dr. Chitwood, I, I know there may be some folks on here. Like, for instance, I grew up in a Methodist, Methodist background, Methodist church, was saved at 21, didn't grow up in Southern Baptist. Well, early on, we were part of a Southern Baptist church, but I was too young to really know all the different entities and involvements that we have mission-wise. So could you just share a little bit about uh, what is the International Mission Board? Yeah, I'd be glad to. Uh, so back in 1845, when Southern Baptists first organized themselves as a convention of churches, uh, at the very first annual meeting, uh, they uh, wanted to uh, focus their work on missions, and they established uh, a home mission board and a foreign mission board. And that foreign mission board was, it's what we call today the International Mission Board. But uh, this work has been going on uh, for now 177 years, and it's how Southern Baptists cooperate to get the gospel to the ends of the earth uh, by sending missionaries. We sent, appointed our first two missionaries in 1845, and uh, today uh, we have over 3,600 missionaries and about 2,700 missionary kids uh, who are in uh, roughly 150 countries of the world uh, sharing the gospel supported by Southern Baptists as they give generous, generously through the cooperative program and through the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. We're able to see a huge impact over the course of our history. We've had almost 25,000 missionaries who have gone out uh, and uh, they go out for uh, some uh, two-year terms, uh, some go out for 40-year terms and uh, spend their whole lives on the field and uh, they are making a tremendous impact all around the world. And it's only possible that we could have that many many missionaries out there going that far, staying that long because of, of the support, the way Southern Baptists cooperate and work together in praying uh, for those missionaries and lost among the nations and giving to support them and uh, going alongside of them on volunteer trips and, and uh, in sending more out there. Yeah, I, I think that's, Really an important point that you make going on volunteer trips. I, of course, Red Bank and, and the Point Church know this about me, but I actually surrendered, um, answered, finally answered the call to vocational ministry while on a two-week uh, mission trip to, to, to Mamma, formerly Burma, Southeast yeah, Asia. Yeah. Uh, with a church on, on a to support some of our IMB missionaries, and I told my I told Tanya while we were there because God just revealed it to me. That he was calling me to vocational ministry. I said I think God's calling us to uh, the Bama people here in Southeast Asia. I think He's calling us to move here. And she said, "Well, I didn't hear that phone ring." So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's quite a move for sure. But I know if the Lord had confirmed that, that's where the both both of you'd be right now. That's right. That's right. Speaking of. Um, 
Where uh, you're from Kentucky, is that correct? Yeah, I, I was actually born uh, in La Follette Hospital in La Follette, Tennessee. Okay. Uh, I okay. grew up in Jellicoe, due north of, of you all on I 75, uh, right on the Tennessee Kentucky line. But literally, Jellicoe is a little uh, town that half the towns in Kentucky, half of St. Tennessee. So I went to elementary school in Tennessee. I went to high school and college in Kentucky. And, and before coming to the IMB, all my ministry uh, as a pastor, as a professor, and as a uh, executive director of the state convention was all in Kentucky. Well, one thing I know that, you, that you're, you're a busy man. I mean, we, we booked you here for this weekend upcoming our World Missions Conference um, like two years ago. Uh, and so grateful you're able to come. We're so excited about this weekend. And But I know one thing that you and your family do, and, and I know this because I've seen it on Twitter, and uh, y'all have a, a day or maybe a couple of days where y'all do some four-wheeler riding or something. Can you speak to that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Been stomping around the mountains since I was uh, my feet first hit the ground, and we ju- we just love it. Uh, so this is uh, I've, over the years done a lot of squirrel hunting and ginseng digging and uh, hiking and hunting, and exploring. Uh, but uh, these days, uh, I don't, don't walk those hills as much as we ride them. So we've got uh, on my dad's farm uh, there outside of Jellico. We've got a bunch of dirt bikes and side-by-sides and four-wheelers and and a whole bunch. I mean, from the little kids that uh, you have to strap in uh, to the, uh, my dad, he's uh, late 70s. He's still out there with us. We, we have the biggest time. And usually it's not two or three of us go. It's usually like a pack. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be uh, 20 or 30 of us out there. Yeah. yeah, that looks so much fun, I tell you. So much fun. Well, you know, there there are other mission-sending agencies um, – uh, around, but I believe there's some important aspects that really set the International Mission Board apart. And could you could you speak to that? Yeah, well, I agree with you completely on that, Sam. And in, in fact, I was a pastor for 18 years, and there was never another organization that I'd work with uh, because of the things that set uh, the International Mission Board apart. And and so some of those things are one, it's Baptist. Uh, this is this this is us. Uh, these are our missionaries. They came out of our churches, and you know I'm for uh, I'm I'm for lots of teams uh, winning when I'm uh, uh, watching football or basketball or baseball. But I've got my own team. I've got my team that I cheer for, uh, and so I'm for lots of, of uh, churches and groups out there that do great commission work. But the one I'm for is ours, and that's our Southern Baptist missionaries. That's our International Mission Board. Uh, and so it, we, we know that it's faithful uh, to our beliefs as Baptists because it is guided by the Baptist faith and message. That's our summary of beliefs. It's the only mission agency in the world that I know of that's guided uh, by our Baptist faith and message. So we know what our missionaries are preaching. We know what they're teaching. We know what they're instilling and uh, in, in new believers out there as they disciple them and plant churches. Uh, it's also uh, unique uh, in that. As I mentioned at the beginning of, uh, of our time together, uh, it's a cooperative work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what that allows us to do is fully fund missionaries. So there's very few agencies in the world, certainly not as big as the IMB, that provide the full support uh, for missionaries and missionary families. 
Uh, most missionaries have to raise their own support or, or at least part of their own support. Uh, but uh, Southern Baptists and their generosity have provided, that's a big deal for, for, for several reasons. One of the reasons that's a big deal is, is they can stay on the field. They're not having to come back and, and you know, beg for money in the churches. They have what they need because of the faithful giving of Southern Baptists and, and allows the work to go on uninterrupted, to be more effective. Uh, but uh, another reason that it's, it's unique is that uh, our missionaries are cared for, not just that they have uh, you know, the, the, the money, so they don't have to come home for that. But uh, they have, well, for example, we had uh, a missionary in Uganda that came down with a horrible case of COVID uh, right at the beginning of the pandemic. He would have died right there. Uh, he was uh, African-American uh, from Mississippi. He and his wife been serving for years and years and years on the field. Uh, and uh, uh, yet because of the way Southern Mavs care for the missionaries, we were able to give him a medical flight over to Nairobi, Kenya, where was a big hospital there, and uh, they they provided care for him. He was he was on life support for a couple of months, and uh, then we were able to get him to the United States, and he survived. My wife and I visited with him recently, and and uh, they're looking for ways. He's retiring from his work over there. He's looking for ways to connect Southern Baptist churches here, and they were just literally weeping with gratitude because of the way Southern Baptists had provided for his care. And, you know, that's, that's not the thing other agencies do, uh, but it's unique to ours, and uh, we're grateful. Yeah, I tell you, when I, I was saved and, and convicted and, and led um, not only to Christ, but then ultimately through believers' baptism and getting connected with, with, with the local church, I just, my, God just drew my heart to Southern Baptists for, for a couple of reasons. One, uh, was of course doctrine, um, certainly, uh, but another the other two big pieces was missions and the cooperation. I love that these autonomous churches are, are cooperating with one another to uh, advance the kingdom. Uh, what an incredible, what an incredible uh, entity agency is the IMB. So, uh, as as Red Bank Baptist Church and the Point Church support. Um, the IMB. What 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 does that do? What what does that support? How does that support help? Well, we can't do what we do without the local church. Uh, from the very beginning, I mean, local church. Our missionaries uh, don't come from seminaries. Our missionaries don't come uh, from uh, colleges. Uh, our missionaries come from local churches. They may have college degrees. They may have seminary degrees, but they come from the local church. Uh, and we are owned by the local church, and we exist to serve the local church. Uh, so uh, we, we literally wouldn't be here were it not for churches like Red Bank and The Point uh, and the way they work together. Uh, the, the greatest resource, though, uh, is, is not really a missionary or even the money to support a missionary. Uh, we send missionaries to do, Pastor Sam, as you know, what they can't do. Mm. We send them to save people. A missionary can't save anybody. I can't save anybody. You can't save anybody. Nobody has the capacity to save another person's soul. Only the Lord can do that, the Spirit of God. And so the greatest resource that that we put up for the Great Commission work uh, are the prayers that we voice as we call upon the Spirit of God to use our missionaries, as we call upon the Spirit of God to, to, to work in the hearts of the lost. So when they hear the gospel shared by a missionary, uh, they're ready to respond. Uh, and so when the church prays, uh, it it it's the greatest gift that they could give us. So uh, that sending the missionaries, praying for the missionaries, praying for the lost among the nations, 
Uh, and certainly the financial uh, support is huge. And Red Bank's such a generous church. Uh, and again, we're able to provide the care that nobody else can provide for missionaries and their families because of generosity of churches like yours. So that giving through the cooperative program, the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, uh, it helps us do what we do. And then as you talk about the Lord changing your life through a volunteer mission trip, he changed my life through a volunteer mission trip. Michelle and I wouldn't be, I don't think, in this role if it weren't for a mission trip that we took to Brazil to serve alongside of IMB missionaries uh, 20 plus years ago. And the Lord got a hold of our hearts and, and we didn't go to the mission field at that point. But it, that, that experience changed how I pastored a church. It changed how I taught in a seminary classroom. It changed how I worked with state convention. Uh, we ended up adopting a, a little girl uh, because of that experience and some unique things that happened on that trip. So uh, our lives were transformed. But I also know that when you walk alongside a missionary family or, or missionary families overseas as a volunteer, you're such an encouragement to them. Uh, you bring energy, uh, you bring work, uh, you, you bring help to them uh, in their labors. And uh, many of them are in very hard places and have, have hard jobs. And so this is what we, what Red Bank brings, what, what Southern Baptists bring. Uh, we don't just send our missionaries out there and say, hey, go do it, uh, because they can't do it on their own. It's what we do together. Uh Dr. Shitwood, when you when you think about, man, what what a you know, I've been my first year as a trustee on on the mission board was just a week, I mean a year prior to COVID. So COVID has hit. I know uh it's been incredible to hear uh what God has been doing in the midst of that around the world uh through our, our our missionaries, and I know much of that you you can't you may not can speak to, but uh, what what are some of your greatest needs as an IMB during this time? The the complications that COVID created uh, were numerous. Uh, one, because many of our places live, many of our people live in places where lockdowns were very severe. Like you you couldn't leave your apartment but for an hour a day or uh, your house for an hour a day. I mean, like it was martial law. It was a very, very difficult thing that went on for months and months for some of them. Uh, so, so that was challenging. Another challenge uh, was uh, some of some of the countries would not renew visas. So a lot of our missionaries ended up having to leave and find another place to serve for a while. And so a lot of disruption uh, to their work and, and their lives. Uh, there were a lot of needs, as you can imagine. You, you, missionaries minister to a lot of very poor people around the world who are who are day laborers. You know, you leave your house uh, for the day hoping to get enough money to buy one meal for your family for that day. And when the economy is shut down and you can't leave your house, uh, there was a, a food crisis that set in immediately, you know, people in danger of starving to death. Uh, and so the, the the resources that Southern Baptists had given to the World Hunger Fund to send relief to the IMB uh, were there to help uh, feed people, literally keep them from starving to death. And 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 even as we shared uh, uh, food with them, we shared the bread of life with them. It gave us an opportunity to share the gospel with them. And we actually saw a, a, a huge impact. We've, se- we've seen a growing impact during the pandemic. I feared, and you may have heard me share this in other times, uh, uh, Pastor Sam, but I feared that the effectiveness of our work was really going to drop off during the pandemic, because I knew that 
so many of our people were living in lockdowns and they were disrupted and they were having to move and all this stuff. And and so I, I just thought, well, it's going to be a terrible year <laughs> in terms of how many people heard the gospel, how many people got saved, how many people baptized, how many new churches were started. Uh, but uh, Jesus must have been thinking of me specifically when he said, oh, ye of little faith, uh, because I was not exercising much faith. What we saw was actually the exact opposite of what I was expecting. Uh, we saw much greater advance of the gospel. We have seen over the last two years, much greater advance of the gospel than we had in the years leading up to COVID. We didn't have you know, many more missionaries out there, but but there was a greater receptivity as the fear of death was creeping. Uh, the the you know, People were open to hear the good news and to have some hope. And we were able to share that hope uh, because uh, the missionaries were there. The volunteer trips, most of them were canceled. But our witness was not silent because the missionaries lived there already and they were there and they were sharing. And we saw thousands more saved uh, and uh, baptized and churches planted. I could share some of those specific numbers with you, but as you heard me share at our board meeting, Sam, it's just it's just blown us away. Uh, and the needs are just to keep, keep sending more uh, missionaries and uh, keep getting more and more creative in terms of how we get them into places that are hard to get to. Um. Like like you said, you were you, your life was changed on a volunteer mission trip. But you and Michelle, Tanya, and I same same kind of way. Um, and then you you were actually a trustee with IMB. Is that correct? That, that's right. I was a trustee from two thousand two to two thousand ten. And you were pastoring then. I was I was pastoring then. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we're just I mean, there's nothing special about us. We're just two no. guys that. God called, right? I mean, he, that, that, that's right. <laughs> he can call, you know, uh, and, and his hands on you. I, I tell you what, if I can get excited about anything, it's the vision and what God's doing with the International Mission Board. I'm thankful for your leadership and for God's hand on you. I'm just, we just need to pray God's hand stays on you. Uh, and I know, I know it will, but we're so excited about what he's doing through the IMB. Thank you so much. Thank you. You know, one one thing that we, um, one of our, our, our drives here at, at Red Bank and the Point is to continually have gospel conversations and to point people to Christ one conversation at a time. And I just wanted to ask you if there was a somebody in your life or life for your family or Michelle or just somebody, maybe a neighbor, somebody specifically that you might be praying for. Uh, that would come to faith in Christ. So do you have a one that, that you're kind of witnessing to or praying for? Yeah, a couple of ones, uh, both neighbors, one from our days in Kentucky. We lived for a long time beside a couple and, and uh, the wife began began coming to our church and she got uh, got active and was baptized. Her husband, uh, however, never did. He's from a Catholic background, didn't go to Catholic church either, uh, but uh, uh, was praying for and continue to pray uh, for Ed, that the Lord would would save Ed, uh, and then we have neighbors around us now here in Virginia that the same will be true of. Uh, some go to church every now and then; most don't go at all. Uh, but there's a little family right beside us, and the, the father's name is Sam. I pray for Sam. All right, Ed and Sam. Any other way that we could pray for you or your family? Yeah, yeah just for wisdom uh, that the Lord as as we lead. Uh, as we steward the resources that your church and other churches give us, including those those missionaries, that the Lord would give us wisdom as we make decisions and, 
and uh, the work around the world. There's a lot going on in our world today. As, as uh, we all know, it doesn't take five minutes in front of a, a television screen or a website, a uh, news website, to see the world is a very complicated and in some ways dangerous place. And we're on the cusp of a, of a lot of uh, uh, potentially horrible things happening around the world. Uh, and in many of those places, there's missionaries there. Uh, so that the Lord would help us make good decisions about their care and safety and uh, and the effectiveness of their work. All right, Dr. Chitwood, thank you so much for your time this morning. What a blessing. Pastor Sam, thanks for having me. Thank you. Yes, sir. God bless.